Now, it's time for Measure Twice on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Here's your hosts, Chris Kramer, Joel Graber, and Casey Hendrickson. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And, of course, Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them online at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. Any questions, any comments, any criticisms of Joel, you can go to (laughs) mtwiceshow.com, and uh, we have a Contact Us page up there. Of course, you can listen to all the previous episodes and, uh, you know, that that sort of stuff. And, I don't know, maybe we'll get some thong bikini photos, something like that up there. Of Joel? It doesn't have to be of a... No, no. No, we're trying to attract traffic, Chris. Not Joel. I thought maybe you're going to post some pictures from my uh, vacation. Oh, ew. (laughs) Oh, great. That's right. Forgot all about that. Um, I do hear that uh, animals are really good on Instagram. So maybe we get some animals in, like, bikinis and stuff, and we put them on the website, and we should get mad traffic. That sounds really weird. It is weird, but I'm told it works. (laughs) We're all about what works, not what's weird. So Okay. All right. So listen, uh, before... We left off a couple of weeks ago. We had done um, the whole process of hiring a contractor, going through that thing again, kind of led into how to be a good client, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And Chris has suggested that it was probably time to revisit how to be a good contractor slash designer again. And then, I don't know, ironically, I guess, Chris, we ended up learning that Joel really needs this guide Yeah. this morning. Yeah. Because Joel is apparently um, irritating people. And so Chris is going to take the lead on this one. And Chris is going to make sure that we properly inform Joel how to be a good contractor. That way he, he doesn't scare people off anymore. Okay. <laughs> you, you didn't know what you were walking into, huh? I guess not. <laughs> that's, uh, that's okay. All that's right. Funny. So just start us from the beginning. You know, what are some of the things that, that as a designer, as a contractor, that you, you really need to do when you're starting that relationship to, to – Show them, one, that they can trust you, get comfortable with you. Um, I run into some guide. I ran into a guide here not too long ago that was like the questions you have to ask your contractors, things like that. So where where do we kind of start on that? As far as hiring one or yeah. how do you hire a, a contractor? How do you? Well, you know, from, from well, you being the contractor, somebody's approaching you to hire you. And then you've got to make them comfortable with you. Well, I mean, for us, the the... Typically, the way things fall into place is if we're working with a client that needs a contractor, basically, if we're doing a bathroom or we've been contacted to do a bathroom or a a kitchen remodel, uh, and then that's when we basically refer Joel to to the project. Okay. So, basically, I think from the customer standpoint, they're trusting us to refer the right people for the right job right so that's that's number one we pretty much if we're referring somebody they pretty much it takes the um what i want to say the stress of finding a contractor out yeah for them um because they're trusting that we're going to refer the right people to the right job do you think people do they mostly go to the contractor first or the designer first our experience they they con they contact us first okay for the most part yeah for the most part okay i mean there's in the last what two months i've been approached by a couple of people that had projects that 
really need the design input and I was approached first and that's where you know I say you know we really need to bring somebody in here that has the experience in getting this design right because it's beyond what I'm going to be able to do I can put these things together and I can organize it but we need we need somebody with that expertise and that's when I would bring Chris, when I when I bring Chris in on that but for the majority of the time it, people are going to the designer first Right, because it might come with an idea. I, you know, I've been looking at this for a while, and and but I don't know where to start. I don't know who to who to call, mm-hmm. um, and basically we'll get involved by just talking to them about what their project is, what the scope of the project is, um, and then we'll bring up the fact that we have contractors that we use and um, set up basically a, a meeting after we have initially meet with the client, bring in the contractor so that they can see the scope of the job and like Joe can come in and say, okay, yeah, see what's involved here. I've got to line up an electrician, a plumber, a painter, cabinetry, whatever. So Gotcha. And we've kind of talked in the past where you guys had mentioned that the details, you know, up front were real important on the scope of what you guys have to do. Not not pricing, but the scope of what you guys have to do so that way they understand, you know, the different types of people that are going to be coming in and out, um, the the steps, if you will, on the project once the design is all complete, and kind of how that is going to happen in order, so that way they're always informed about what is happening and going forward. And if there's any changes, you got to make that phone call or that in person meeting to let them know. Right. I mean, there's always the, that communication. I think we talked about that continuously through the last yeah. couple episodes. That communication is the key. And and I also just think I think that one of the things that's important about bringing in a contractor is once that we bring in a contractor and we're making the design decisions through the process with the client, obviously, um, it's I don't know how do I want to say it. It's important that the client backs away a little bit and gives us the not the control, but let us handle the process Mm -hmm. because. There can only be one, really one chief. Right, right. This is Highlander. There can be only one. Exactly. And when you get, too, if, <laughs> if you get too many things happening and they're like the client, if the client's going off on their own, then we have a situation where um, communication can fall apart and things can get askew and then you have problems. So, okay. but that's why you bring in a contractor because they, kind of help facilitate and they do the scheduling and they bring in the people when that's necessary to bring them in. And so there is that process. And there's people obviously who just, they want control of everything. You know, that's just the type of personality that they are type personalities. Right. But you have to get them comfortable with, we're the experts. We got this. It's okay. Right. You know, you, you can step away and stop shopping. Stop yeah. shopping. It's how many times have you guys said stop shopping because that ruins everything? Just stop. <laughs> We've made the decision. There's no FOMO here. Yeah. There's lots of art that is beautiful art. It doesn't necessarily belong on your wall. Okay. So right. just let's keep with the uh, the design scheme and everything else that we started with. Because I, you know, I've worked with years ago clients in the past that didn't wouldn't make a decision because they thought the next thing coming out would be better than uh-huh. what's there now. So they wouldn't make a decision because, you know. Something might be better six months from now. I mean, that to be fair, that is my advice for everybody looking at blush anything right now because everything's blush. That's the new 2019. Thing. Wait, because it'll be out of style in six what months. What makes a good designer is somebody who's going to see beyond those trends and is going to maybe can incorporate some of that stuff, but in a more timeless 
way, like in a throw or, pillow that can be thrown away. That can be changed right. out exactly. That's exactly right. what. That's exactly how I would mix in today's color of the year. I mean, the blush thing drives blush, me nuts. Well, I'm sorry. Every just, color of the year has been something that you would not typically live with. Right, like plum. One year was plum. Do you think they're paid by like some? Oh, art color company or something like that. Like we're going to really push this color crayon this year. There is like is Crayola sponsored. <laughs> no, there, there are the year. <laughs> there are color forecasters out there, and that's what their job is to forecast. Oh and they they're the ones that set the color trends. Beige, gray, white, black. There you go. And it's typically you'll see it in fashion first. It's always in fashion first. Fashion's about six months ahead of it's home trends. Fashion. Look it up. And if like the like Joel was saying, you know, you bring in the color trends in accents when mm-hmm. you would let's paint my whole room let's do the whole room blush that just typically doesn't happen and big bold wallpaper is supposed to be in for 2019 big big, big bold prints bold are in. wallpaper they say <clears throat> i wouldn't and yeah i would say and then we just we're seeing uh in the in fabric the same thing very large very large patterns, like thirty-four inch repeats. That are that's huge. That is huge. So, and a fifty-four inch wide. So, good lord. Yeah, gorgeous. But yeah, there it's those are difficult to use because if you're you can't do a pillow out of a fabric like that easily. That's true. So, a good designer. That'd be a big pillow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. Maybe you can do a pillow out of it. You yeah, a giant dog bed. You would have a hard time centering the re- the pattern. So. Well, that's true. Um, but, you know, good designer, obviously communication, big deal. Uh, right. Those good references, you know, bringing contractors in, making sure that everybody is kind of comfortable with who is working with whom. And at the same time, being able to steer you away from things that are going to be a mistake. Correct. And you have to be able to trust a designer for doing that and when a contractor tells you no we shouldn't do that because the building will fall down i would encourage you to take their recommendations as well so we've got some more things on on kind of how to be a good contractor good designer you know people are approaching you to hire you and ways to improve for those of you out there who are, are professionals ways to improve that communication that relationship with your clients coming up on measure twice here on 95.3 mnc Hey, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC, where we help you envision your home's potential, mostly because many of you are not capable of that. We're brought to you by <laughs> Miller's Building Supply, where services priority since 1982 and online. <laughs> that was harsh, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. And uh, Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them online at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. If you have any questions or comments or criticisms of I don't know, in particular, host's criticism of your ability to envision your home. You can go to mtwiceshow.com, visit the Contact Us page. Of course, you can listen to previous episodes, including the entire process, which is a two-parter. We've grown as a program. We are now doing epic series of two-parters where you go through the entire process of hiring a contractor. But now we're kind of focusing on, from the contractor designer's perspective, how they can really build that relationship, do their part, right. um, and and really just give you kind of the other side of it. You know, we talk a lot about being a good client, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot that goes on the other side of it as well that goes into being a good contractor, designer, in order to make the client much more comfortable. I ran into this this thing the other day. This is on what housebeautiful.com. You guys heard of that website before? I've heard of House Beautiful, the magazine. Okay. I, think sure it's it's their, yeah, I think it's their yeah. website. So uh, it was the... 
Oh, great. I have a mouse wheel that doesn't work. I'll, I, you know what? Just like a troglodyte, I'll just have to drag and drop the, uh, you know, the little sidebar there. That's okay. A what? It's okay. A troglodyte? Troglodyte. What is that? Google it. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, let's keep it PG it's a, here. It's, it's, it's PG. Okay? Oh, okay. We're not going back to Captain the Great. We're good. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> here are the eight interview questions to ask a potential contractor. Now... Here we go. But oh, okay. But again, we have to think of this from the contractor's perspective. That's the focus of of the show. Contractors so, are the clients. We're thinking of it from your perspective. I'm just saying, if you guys were sitting down with with somebody who was new, and they were to walk in with some of these questions, you know, is is this something that would uh, potentially put you not on the defensive? That's not the right word, but could be a concern or could. Maybe not start everything off on the right foot because they have this expectation now that has been presented to them from this magazine. And perhaps they're the wrong questions to ask. And then, of course, how to deal with those things as a contractor. That, that came out way too convoluted, but I'm like literally one-eighth of a cup of coffee into my morning. Right. So, Well, yes. So these are eight, cli- eight questions that the eight. client is to ask the contractor. Correct. So, okay. The first one is, can you share references? Okay. Seems normal, right? That seems like you should yeah, have references. Typical. Yeah. Okay. What is the cost breakdown? Is question number two. Okay. Well, you don't know that until you yeah. really kind of get into the project. To me, it seems like that's a little early, right? Very early, because how can a contractor even begin to quote something when you haven't made any right selections? It's like saying, "Quote this room edition." But see, that's something that would give me concern. So, like, if you're the contractor, the designer, somebody comes to you and says, "I want to do this. What's the cost?" And how many times well, have we so, talked about that? You can't so do that right away. When somebody asks me up front, you know, what, the, like, generally it's what does something like this typically run? And I can give people, a, like, a broad idea. You know, if it's a bathroom remodel and I say, you know, it could be starting at 35000 going up to 150 or more. And how many times have we done those calculators online, too? And I don't like doing that right. because... They only remember the first number. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you ballpark something too low and they get the, the actual cost and it's quite a right. bit higher, well, you told me it was only right. going to be, and that's not right. realistic. That's not right. I mean, that we're just kind of giving you an, a starting price sometimes if you want us to ballpark. But I try to tell people I don't like to ballpark because yeah. I'm always off. Yeah. And this is this is kind of the thing that we, we keep running into is – to be a good client, to be a good contractor, good designer, when you have these guides, air quote, and these calculators, air quote, on these websites, and as people are starting to do this and they're getting ideas, they run into these things. Right. And then they walk in, and the second question they ask you is, how much is this going to cost? And now you have to handle that in a way that manages their expectations without being off-putting because they might think, well, why won't he give me a price because of something that some online publication said? Well, the, the best they could do is give you an, a price based on allowances. Okay. That would probably be the only way to, until things are actually selected. Then you can get the... But you still don't do things... Uh, like, like I will always... Do, I typically do an allow, a, a cost based off of allowances. 
Right. But then once selections are made, that gets revised to... An actual quote. To an actual quote. So right. would you say that a proper way to, again, deflect is not the right word, but the proper way to address that would be to explain how the process should work versus yeah. Yeah. a simple... And, th- and we do that quite a bit where we'll, we'll say, you know, if it, it really, it's all driven by the selections that you make. So it's, it's impossible for us to tell you what it's going to be that mm-hmm. and... We don't know what's in your walls. Right. Gotcha. And, I mean, and this list is great for someone who's hiring a contractor on their own. Mm-hmm. Gone, but typically when we refer somebody, all of those questions are typically null and void because they're right. taking our referral based on our reputation. Gotcha. Based on the fact that we're not going to bring in somebody that's not going to do a good job because right. our, our name is on this too. Um, so once we bring in the contractor... I think they're, for the most part, very comfortable. There okay. might be some of those questions that come up, yeah. but for the most part, we've taken away the stress of interviewing, finding the right person for the job. Does having a showroom like you have with C. Kramer Interiors, does that help you um, in building that? Because when you walk into your place, I mean, first of all, you, you just see nothing but high-quality stuff. And for those of you who have not been there, you should go and, and see his yeah, showroom absolutely. because it is it is truly amazing. But when people go in there and they see that quality stuff, are they immediately kind of like, okay, he knows what he's doing. Oh, definitely. And then your recommendations, therefore, carry more weight. And it goes beyond the showroom. It also goes into our sample library. So if someone comes in and we, they, you know, I want to, can we talk about, you know, my bathroom? I have some, I don't have every tile sample, but in conversation, and I'm already putting their their space together in my mind. And if I have the right samples, I will go in the back room and pull out tile, stone. Oh, I have, you want walnut? Oh, here, I've got a walnut sample. Here's how, and you kind of put it together so they can kind of see things based on what we have yeah. sample wise. And that builds a confidence level that when I refer someone to come in and, okay, I've got so-and-so, I've got Joel. He can come over, take a look. They're already they're like, okay, great. Let's set it up. Yeah. So we've already established a comfort level that they're going to pretty much, for the most part, there's still some people that, that want those questions answered. Sure. Um, but for the most part, we've already kind of set the expectation for them and taken away the stress. And that's what I try to tell people. We're here to, to help you facilitate this so you, this process runs smoothly and you don't have sleepless nights because I hear it all the time. I couldn't sleep because I couldn't, you know, I was just worried that we're making the wrong decision. It's like, no, no well, well, our job is to alleviate that. So you yeah, don't, right. so you don't have that stress. So you know exactly what you're getting. And that's really important. Um, especially bringing in the contractor because it's just, that's a stressful situation for a lot of people. Cause they, you know, most people don't know who to call. Right. It's true. Period. And you're welcoming people into your home <laughs> a lot of times when you're not there. Yeah. Right. That's okay. always stressful. Well, yeah. And, and it's and, and you're it's, expecting it, that it'll get done. <laughs> right. And it's an expensive it's an expensive process right. because the bathroom remodel is not inexpensive. A kitchen remodel is not inexpensive. You want quality people in there doing the quality job and giving you a, a perfect finished product. Absolutely. What's the address for uh, C. Kramer Interiors on University again? It's 1229 East University there you Drive. Go. Yeah, you should go check it out. It really is, it really is a cool place. Uh, what do we have here? Okay, the next question is, how long have you worked in in our area? Okay, that is a question. You get that one? No, not really. It, is it really relevant, though? No. What, well, if, what if somebody... It can yes, be. It can, oh, okay. it can be. Okay. Because it can every be. area has different 
I, there's there's the basic standard codes that are set, but every area has they they kind of build on it, and it's and it's really area specific. You've kind of talked about how some of the areas in Michigan are a little bit more difficult to work with right. code wise than others. Right. So that that could or be there's things a that factor. you run into. Like I just recently ran into something that I've never run into before on a on a lake house where we have to get soil bores to make sure that we can build a two two story structure. Interesting. On, on, okay. Well. How long you've worked in the area, also, in my mind, as if I'm hiring a contractor, if you've only been in the area six months, I'm probably questioning where you came from. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you here just for, you know, another six months and you're gone? Right. Um, yeah. So I if, think that, if they haven't been here a long time, you need references from the previous right. market right. that they were Ex- in. And, yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Because it raises a couple flags for me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, if you've been in the area for like we've been around for twenty seven years. If you've been around for twenty seven years, if you haven't if you haven't done things right and done and and pract- had good business practices and good carpentry practices, you're probably not still going to be in business, right? But, because you're not going to get referred or you're going to get run out of business because of lawsuits or whatever. And that's fair. Just allow me to play devil's advocate there, though. But at one point in time, you weren't in town for twenty seven years. That's true, and you were still doing good work, and so. You know, younger companies. So, what, what's a good way? You got a younger company; they're just trying to start out. And you know, how, how do you build that reputation then? Because most of the time, somebody is just starting out is still somebody that's from the area, has been right. in the area, has and still can provide references. And, they, and okay. they would probably have started most most construction companies are started by guys who have been in the field for years, okay. and typically locally, right? Okay. And Makes so sense. they'll have they'll 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 still have people that they can refer. Maybe not necessarily homeowners, but they can refer. Like, hey, I, you know, this is the electrician I've always worked with. He, you know, these people can vouch for me. All right, sounds good. Even as even if they wanted to, if the client wanted to talk to their suppliers, even right, that would be you know right another way to find a you know okay these people are established. They've they've done work. They they bought from them. Right. Okay. It gives credibility. Makes yeah. sense. All right, so we'll continue going over like how how a contractor designer from their perspective how they can build that relationship with the client. We've always talked about, you know, obviously we've talked about in the past the client how they can be good clients, but it now it's the opposite side of the coin, right? Because this is a relationship between two different parties, sometimes more than one, <laughs> more than two parties. But uh, we'll get to more of that coming up on Measure Twice. You're on ninety five three MNC. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. We have Joel Graber with Graber Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer with C. Kramer Interiors. I'm Casey Hendrickson. I don't think I've introduced us, have I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. Did I? Yeah. Okay. I'm fairly certain. At least Joel. (laughs) (laughs) We take a couple of of weeks off, and I'm all out of it. Uh, You listen to Measure Twice, and again, we help you envision your home's potential. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982, and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And, of course, Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them online at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. Of course, questions, comments, criticisms, witticisms, go to mtwiceshow.com. Got to contact us page up there. Listen to previous episodes. Got a couple of guides for everybody. Uh, If you want to go check those out, again, mtwiceshow.com. And we're talking about how to be a good contractor designer in the relationship between the professional side of things and the client side of things. And we've kind of gone over the intros and that sort of stuff. Probably spent extra time on that, but I think establishing that relationship is important. But now the project has started, guys. So how do you continue to maintain that relationship kind of uh, 
make sure that that you are alleviating any of the concerns, the the comments, the questions, everything like that that kind of comes from the client. And how can the other professionals who listen to this show <laughs> be able to uh, mimic everything that you guys do? Well, maybe Let's you face wanna, it, you're the gold maybe, standard. Maybe here. you don't want to mimic everything I do. <laughs> okay, mimic everything that Chris my, does. My confidence, my confidence in what I do ebbs and flows, and right now I'm in kind of an ebb. <laughs> mimic, mimic Chris. It happens to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I there's there's a couple things that I know most contractors struggle with, especially early on, and one is change orders. Uh, change orders can be a big sticking point and, and, a, and become a problem if not addressed appropriately. And we have, like, the way we deal with it is when we run into an issue on, like, if we find something in a wall that was unexpected and it has to be dealt with, we will contact the, the homeowner immediately, talk through what is going, what needs to be done, get some numbers around, and then that day usually i try to get it done in that day i'll put together an email with uh the estimated cost of taking care of the said issue and and make sure that that gets sent to them and to me so that we both have a copy of it uh and then you know as long as as long as they okay everything then we move forward they already have those numbers in front of them and usually i try to collect on tra- change orders within the first w- within the week of when it was made because if you wait until your next draw or to the end of the project even if you have the stuff written down it's still kind of a sticking point because it's it was so far in the past people kind of r- forget about the urgency that was that was there <laughs> and so if you if you keep it f- if you take care of those things in the immediately or within the near uh, future, it's it it helps with making sure everybody's co- comfortable and confident and the right things were done. And that also kind of goes back to something like with the initial relationship on how these things will be right. handled when you're right. talking about you yeah, know what we'll to talk, expect we, yeah, the exactly. project. We'll and, talk a yeah. little bit about that on the front end. And um, we, we covered a lot of this too in the the two episodes where we talked about the entire process. So Joel's kind of calling back to some of that stuff. And you right. can listen to that at mtwiceshow.com. Right. And, you know, the other thing that is important is to have a contract. Um, it doesn't have to be really, like, like it, it shouldn't be like a six-page contract, but just something that, and it's not to, you know, when, when, we, when I present it, it's not that I don't trust people, but. You know, it's 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 there to protect both the homeowner and the contractor because then we it it's got language in it that says you know if if these things that you have the expectation that you have on these items isn't met because like if we don't do the work that we say that we'll do that's written out for you then you have something that you can lean on and say listen this wasn't what we agreed on uh, and and on the same on the other side of it I I need to have that to protect me too. In case something gets sideways somehow, which, which is very rare, but it's still good to have it there. This isn't a handshake society anymore, anyway. It's not, you know, and 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 and, and the and and that's why I'm saying, like, right now, at my confidence ebbs and flows because, you know, in the last six months, things have been rushed so much that you know I'm copying on from one to the next as quickly as possible with 
not a ton of time to get everything around. And I, there's been a couple projects where I haven't used the contract. It's just been a handshake. And that, you know, because when I sit down and go through the contract, a lot of times that helps to set expectations. And if, and, you know, I can think of one in particular that we've, you know, that you guys know about that I, I didn't and I should have taken the time to do it. And so, you know, it's like, you know, a good contractor is going to continue to learn and grow from their mistakes and the things that they should have done. Or, you know, I, I get great ideas from guys that I trust who have done it longer than me, you know, and. So and and help walk me through it when I do make a mistake because nobody bats bats a thousand but uh, you know and most of most of the time it's just in setting the expectations and then following through with that and sometimes too if it's not written down and there's a handshake people misremember stuff so it's not oh, it's yeah. not always a ma- oh, yeah. malicious sort of a thing it's just that you know I thought that this happened this way and you know if you got it written down everybody can refer back to it everybody sees what is expected everybody knows what's going to be happening. Right. And then you don't have any of the uh, the potential conflicts that might arise from from just, you know, right. the and natural <laughs> process of, of human memory, you know, not remembering everything. Right. And and one thing that I'm going to do start doing differently, too, with my contract is I'm going to because people will want to use like their own people or they'll ask me to stop, start shopping around for other people for other things to say, try to save them money. And just like I'm a referral with Chris because he knows that I'll get stuff done right and we have a good working relationship and we have an understanding and we know how to work together. It's the same way with the people that I use, the subs that I use. And if I don't use, if that's going to be a sticking point for me on contracts is that we are going to use the people that I have a relationship with, working relationship with and have had for years because they, in some circumstances, they may be a little more, but you it's one of those times where you're truly getting what you pay for because in the long run, it, it could, it, it may be that it's, it, it doesn't actually cost more because there's, we know how to work together. Sure. I know how to schedule them. I know how to work with them. And, and, and then a, a lot of times they're taking into account things that might, might happen. And then, so because something always happens, whereas somebody's just trying to get in. <laughs> and so they're going to give you a number that looks good. Well, and I think for the most part, um, the customer isn't questioning your subs. No, generally that does not happen. Uh, every every, once, in every once in a while, you'll get that client that, right. oh, if I go, I know I have my own right. shower door person or I have my right. own cabinet people or whatever. Um, it, it, it makes things a little more convoluted because all of a sudden you're trying to schedule around somebody you've never worked with before right. and you're trying to get things done on a timely basis and you lose that control. Right. And that's, that's when I meant my stop shopping around. Let, right. We bring in a contractor to alleviate all of those right. scenarios and um, trust the contractor. He's going to bring in good people. Right. I mean, if, you know, I tell my clients, I'm not going to refer somebody that's not going to do a good job. Right. And the contractor that we're referring isn't is in the same situation. They're not going to bring people in that's not going to do a good job. Right. So, and that's why you bring in a contractor to facilitate all of that. And from the, the client's perspective too, you know, again, if something goes wrong, you're the person that hears about it. So if you're not 
if you're not recommending the right people, it's your reputation that's on the line, too. So clients have to kind of understand, too, that you guys have a, a vested interest in making sure that the best people for the job are the ones that are getting the work. And sometimes people have a short memory, and if they go out on their own and make decisions that we're not aware of... Are we of, back to the Be a Good Client episode again? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We're, Weird kind of how like, that keeps happening to us. So, so, so the thing is, and that's why I was saying with my... with my, I, I've been trying to figure out how do I and my incorporate that in my contract to kind of control some of that. I mean, people are going to still kind of do that at points, but there has... I, I, I'm doing some research and talking with some people <clears throat> and have some ideas on you know, trying to rein that in some, not, not for everyone. Cause most people don't do that. And even if they do, what they'll do is they'll see one, something and they'll, and they'll be like, you know what, I'm going to ask Chris about this. And when they ask Chris about it and he says, you know what, I don't know that that's going to work. That's it. Or yeah, that we could probably incorporate that. <laughs> and then, and then we'll work on getting that incorporated. But it's the, it, it's, you know, that's the 99%. There's always that 1% sure. who's going to be like constantly going and looking, constantly trying to change the pro- project when we're already through into the process. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's where a contract is a good thing because it can, it, <clears throat> if it's worded right, we can go back to that and say, listen, this is, this is what we agreed on. We're not going to continue to try to change this. Once we've gotten into this process there, you know, uh, there's a point of no return kind of, you know, mm-hmm. where it's not it's not good to continue to look and try to change. Well, I have to have a mechanism on my end that will help to set that expectation. I think we should call it Joel's God Clause. Yeah. And once we get the text of Joel's God Clause written out, we should offer it up on mtwishow.com as a free service to all of the contractors and professionals out there so they I'm, can just copy it and rip it and put it in their own contracts I'm, I'm happy to i'm happy to offer that service to my to my brethren because i know i'm not the only one that deals with this and you know like i've said before it's not it's not that is not the rule it's the exception sure but, but we're also in an amazon society right everybody's exactly, shopping for the deal exactly. you know they get a quote and they're like i think i can get a better and, deal and that's in, something yeah. else that you know as a good contractor you kind of you have to explain those things to people sure at, uh mostly on the front end like so if we're going to our plumbing fixture place chris goes to the plumbing fixture place with them to find the right fixtures for their bathroom and then they can go online and say well i could find that same thing on amazon for $200 less. Well, that's true <laughs> because they'll buy large quantities of them and then sell them for less because they can. But what you don't get when you buy it on your own is you're not going to get that factory warranty. Right. And you're not going to get the warranty from the p- the plumber and the contractor. It, w- we can't stand behind a product that wasn't bought th- uh, through the traditional means because we we don't know exactly what you're getting but and the warranties aren't there just because, we don't just have we don't have fine. a manufacturer yeah. backing us then right exactly yeah. right but as a contractor can't you put that in your quote can't you put that in a contract that we would don't will not use outside uh, yeah and, and like i said i you know this is no this alibaba is that, products right well i'm just i'm just yeah. no i'm just throwing that out there because i, I <clears throat> it's in the consumer doesn't understand how certain aspects of this process right. works. I've I've had customers come in and say, 
I ordered a plumbing fixture from uh, a plumbing company here in town. It's back ordered for 12 weeks. I went to Wayfair and I found it and I got, I can have it Monday. Well, okay, that's great and wonderful. But to Joyce, Joel's point, yeah, it's not warranted and all of that. But they buy large quantities. They probably had it in stock. Whereas if you're not ordering it from the, the company itself, they may not have it in stock at right. the moment, and they have because, to wait for them. Because sure. of these large companies buying, buying them in large, right. large quantities. Right. Just to sell it for less. Right. Just go, just go with the warranty, people. Just and, get the, and, and just you know get what? the warranty. It's, it's worth it because, you know what, needing the warranty is also the exception, but when you need the warranty... That can be a lifesaver. Yeah. You're not going to tear that out and send it back to Wayfair.com. Well, if, you know, if I'm bringing in a contractor for myself, I do that because I don't want to manage the project. Mm-hmm. I really don't even want to think about it, to sure. be honest with you. Once I make the decisions, I don't want to have to go back and micromanage somebody. I trust that they're going to take care of it, and everybody's busy, and I think that's a big plus of having a contract. Right. Absolutely. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Coming up, I uh, Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC. Welcome back to Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC, where we help you envision your home's potential. We've got Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors, Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, and I am Casey Hendrickson, brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them online at hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. Questions, comments, witticisms, all of that stuff, go to mtwiceshow.com. Listen to previous episodes as well. We've got all of them up there on the website. Uh, so we're kind of talking about the professional relationship between the contractor and the client, but more from how how the professional can be a good professional in this relationship. And we only have a few more minutes. I went long in the last segment, but it was great information. So kind of you know wrap up. You know we're in the project in the yeah. middle of the project that sort of thing. And you know, well, just, I'll just touch. I mean, t- I'll just touch base off of you know some contrast that I've been told about just based off of working with people who said, you know, this has been wonderful because this is what you did. And then I, I, you know, I've been able to put together and understand that they've had other work done that it, not they, as good of an experience. Yeah, it wasn't a good yeah. experience. <clears throat> so one, one thing that we do, and I, I know it's, it's not just us. I mean, I learned it uh, when I was younger, when I was straight out of high school, I was working for Halsey Tile and was around some really, really good construction companies that I learned a lot from these guys and how they do stuff. But one of the things is, you know, just keeping the workspace clean, trying to minimize your dust any way you can. And and now with the way that, with some of the pr- products out there, it's, you can, you can minimize the dust quite a bit. There's always going to be a little construction dust, but you can, you can, get rid of 90% of the construction dust if you take the time to set things up right. If at the end of the day, you're cleaning up after yourself, we always vacuum up after ourselves. Sometimes we'll run a Swiffer if we need to. Um, and, and you know, plastic stuff off that needs, you know, just, just doing some basic things. And then at the end of the day, packing up your tools, keeping everything organized and, and in, a, in, a, in a location that is designated you know and usually we'll talk with the homeowner on the best place for that for that placement and those things help to keep their life at least close to normal you know i mean obviously it's not going to be normal but if you're not if they don't have to dodge tools if they don't have to wear their shoes all over the house because it's dirty 
those things go a long way. Plus, I think you know, just in their mind, it shows that you care enough about right. their space right. to try right. and maintain it. Not but, like that one that one person that we heard about who had the wet the wet saw in the closet with yeah, the clothes. No, that, that was unreal. That was that, that was, was terrible. And you have no idea how important that is to the client. What Joel just described, I hear it all the time. If you're, it's just a respect issue. You're respecting yeah. that client's space, right? And it, that's a big deal to a lot of clients. Of any complaint that I hear, that's usually number you know the or a compliment, that's usually number one. They clean up. Right. So at the end of the day, I'm not walking into this big mess and I have to walk around equipment. It's a huge deal. Right. And, you know, the other thing is, is it's a benefit to us because at the, the beginning of the next day, if everything's where it should be, you're getting into the project a lot quicker. You're getting things done quicker. You're not trying to find where, you know, your speed square is or whatever it is that, you know, everything's where it should be. You can get your project started again quickly the next day. The other thing that, you know, I try to listen um, to what the client wants. And we try to make sure, like when we're, when we're placing plumbing fixtures or we're laying out or the tiles getting laid out or, you know, I, we try to listen to, I, usually that stuff's been talked with, through with Chris, but, you know, you'll, there'll be small details that when you're on the job, that's when those things get decided. And so just to take the time... And ha- and have the and walk the homeowner through it and have them tell you where they want this stuff. That that's a huge deal because at the end of the day, they may have told you some at some point, but if you don't listen to them and you don't do that for them, they're going to be upset and frustrated because it's not what they expected. It's not what they were thinking that they were going to get, and it's simple stuff. And you know, a lot of guys do that, but then there's guys who just kind of have a way of doing it, and then that's it. You know. And so that, that, those are a couple of things that have, we've noticed are differentials. Chris, any final words? I would say that um, if you're in the market for a contractor, um, talk to us if you like. We you know Joel. Talk to Joel. <laughs> yeah, I'm always I'm always available to talk. He just yeah. explained his whole process <laughs> to everybody. Did, yeah. I know. Yeah. So, well, you know what the thing is is I'm not the only good contractor. There are good contractors out there. Yes, there are. And, you know, but, but, you know, those are, those are things to think about if you are looking for somebody. And if you are a contractor, I mean, these are things that I've heard, you know, I've gleaned from guys who've gone before me too, that are good. Yeah. All right. Chris Kramer from C Kramer Interiors. Okay. Go visit them. Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling. Visit them as well. And you'll get yourself some good, good people, professionals that will handle this exactly the way that we told everybody else that they should handle it. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, again, there's other people out there, but uh, you guys are the best. Thank you for listening to Measure Twice. Of course, you can find previous episodes, including this one, at mtwiceshow.com. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Measure Twice on 95.3 MNC. If you have any questions for us, go to our website, mtwiceshow.com, and click on the Contact Us button. And make sure you tune in next week to Measure Twice on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.